welcome back to another episode of Become a Calm Mama. I'm your host, I'm Darlene, and I am a life and parent coach, and I help moms feel calm. I help moms and dads better connect with their kids so that they have a better relationship with their children and raise responsible adults, right? So that's what we're all here for. And today I'm going to really talk about raising responsible adults, how to do it, what does that look like? And in particular, we're going to talk about teenagers. So as you know, I'm doing a masterclass in a couple of weeks on October 12th, 2022. And so I've been kind of giving a few episodes about teenagers to sort of open up the conversation and give you a highlight of what is on my mind and what I'm going to teach in that class. So you can sign up at calmamacoaching.com backslash teen slash masterclass, or you can get the link in the show notes. So let's get into today. Today, I'm going to talk about freedom. (laughs) And I'm going to talk about the tension between what teenagers want, which is freedom, and what they don't want, which is responsibility. So we're going to talk about the tension between the two and how to how to navigate that space as a parent. Because here's the thing, teenagers, they want freedom, right? And what does that mean to a teenager? It means living in a rule-free house. Like if they had their, well, they don't actually want this, but they think that they want no rules, right? They want to be trusted with the freedom. They want independence. They, they want to sleep when they want, play video games when they want, eat what they want, talk to who they want, love and kiss who they want, um, leave the house when they want to, come home when they want to, go out when they want, and do their homework when they want, right? So they just have this deep desire for freedom. But the, what they don't really want is responsibility. They don't want to deal with the, the actual responsibilities of life. They, they think they do. They think they want the responsibility, but they don't really know what that means. So there's this underlying tension where your teenager wants freedom, but they can't quite handle all of the responsibility that comes with the freedom that they desire. So let me explain what this, what I'm talking about, like as an adult. So as an adult, you have tons of freedom, right? I have tons of freedom. But we also have tons of responsibility. The two are tethered together. Of course, I can stay up all night, but I also have to get up and be ready to to get going in the morning and take care of kids and do my job and make money and pay the bills and care for aging parents and all that adult stuff, right? So, of course, I can spend money on anything I want. I have all the freedom in the world, but I also really want electricity, right? I want to keep my house cool. So I choose to spend my freedom, spend my money on air conditioning and not buy all the concert tickets. This is what it means to be an adult, right? I'm responsible with my freedom. That's what being an adult is all about. Giving teenagers freedom is really hard for us as parents because we feel afraid that our kids aren't going to make good decisions, right? We feel worried that they aren't going to be able to handle the repercussions of their freedom. And as they get older, the the stakes seem higher. The mistakes that they can make seem less and less affordable. So what happens to us as the parents, we start to feel really powerless. Like, I don't know if I I want, (laughs) it's like you want to be with your teenager almost all the time to make sure that they're making good decisions, 
but that's not really what they need. They need freedom from us so they can go make mistakes. We feel a little bit powerless in this. And it's con- it, powerlessness is always scary. When you have no power, you're vulnerable. And so this is what happens to us when we have teenagers and they start making adult decisions. Like our body feels like almost terror. It feels that scary, that intense. And I want you to know, I have felt this, this tension of raising teens. And I'm sure you have too, if you have teenagers. Now, okay, if you have, don't have teenagers yet, you can listen to this episode, take it in. But mark it for like when your kid turns 14. And some of the things I'm teaching today on this episode, they don't really apply to like a seven-year-old, okay? We aren't tethering freedom and responsibility that young. But with teenagers, we are kind of in this stage where our child is moving towards independence and moving towards full freedom. And we look at them and we're like, "Uh uh-oh, you're not responsible enough yet. So what happens is when we feel afraid for our kids, we tend to put on more rules and become more restrictive. Our tendency when we look at our teenager kind of making bad choices or not showing responsibility is we tend to decrease freedom. We want to take away some of their power, some of their rights, right? We want to take away their rights to see their friends. So or to cut off, you know, the use of their phones, or we don't let them go to stuff, right? That's typically how it goes with teenagers. We sort of, quote unquote, ground them, right? Which mm, I haven't really thought about that word, but it's such a lovely word because I do kind of want to ground my children. I want to tether them into responsibility, but not with this punishment mindset. Like in the short term, taking away freedom, it seems like a really good idea because your brain is like, okay, they can't handle it. Let's take it away. So we take away these privilege and we think, okay, they're going to learn to think about things before they act. But you're going to learn this in the masterclass that, you know, the way that kids, teenagers make decisions isn't so much thinking before they act. They have this impulsive dopamine driven brain. So we want to work within the brain that they have and taking away a bunch of privileges and having our kids sit in their room for a month as a teenager isn't going to grow their ability to become more responsible. They're not getting enough practice in that month of sort of being grounded to develop responsibility. I promise in this episode, I'm going to help you understand how to do this, right? You're like, okay, great. If I don't ground them, what do I do? I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to give you a bunch of examples. I want you to first to understand that that is a way that you, that is a strategy that you're using to soothe your own fear. Your brain is like, this kid is wild. This kid is making a lot of mistakes. This kid is, you know, out of control, right? So we're like, ooh, let me get back control so I can feel safer. So you're kind of managing your own fear by being super strict. I need to be careful here because I am strict as a parent, but the the rules and limits that I'm going to model here are with a very intentional They're intentionally designed to link freedom and responsibility together. So as my child or my teenager, you know, has freedom, I'm also testing, are they responsible with this level of freedom? And if they show they're not, I'm going to pull back some of the freedom 
and increase the responsibility so that they can grow a little bit in responsibility. So I see them as like kind of a, a counterbalance to each other. We're always increasing freedom and responsibility. We're moving towards adulthood, which is all the freedom and all the responsibility. And the limits that we set are sort of to test freedom or to test responsibility. So like I said, I'm going to give you some examples. Before I get totally into all examples, I want to just give you a couple of reasons why having very extreme removal of freedoms doesn't serve you or your teenager. So it feels good in the short term, like, okay, they're safe. I've got control. Um, they're home. They're not out there making all the mistakes. But Again, what that does is it deprives them of the opportunity to develop responsibility. We need our kids out and about making mistakes, affordable mistakes within limits, but we need them out making mistakes so they can develop responsibility. Now, here are some of the other reasons that extreme removal of freedoms doesn't serve you or your children. One of the main ones of why we don't want to come off too harsh, and what I mean by harsh is like, you cannot go out of this house for a month or you are not allowed to ever, you know, drive the car again. We are revoking your driver's license privileges. Now, if there's been escalating limits and, you know, your child is really proving that they're not able to be responsible with the car or they're not proving that they're able to be responsible in their curfew and you have kind of watched this pattern and you've been giving them some freedom and testing responsibility, giving them responsibility and testing freedom, right? You've been tethering these two together and time goes by, you might need to have an extreme consequence. But what I see with parents is they want to go right to it. You know, first time the child is late for curfew, you're grounded for a month. That's what I'm talking about. So when you do that, it communicates to your child that you don't think they're capable of learning. They're, you're kind of communicating to them like you're a mess and you can't handle things. So what are they supposed to do with that message from you? They either decide that that's true and they start thinking I'm a mess and I can't handle things. Now you play that out. A kid who's thinking I'm a mess and I can't handle things is not going to be able to take on a lot of responsibility. Or to protect their self-esteem, their self-concept, they decide my parents don't know me at all. They don't get me at all. They don't understand me at all. Why do they think I'm not capable? I'm totally capable. And they start disagreeing with you. And that means they have to start rejecting your opinion. Well, that doesn't help in the long term because if they reject your opinion and your input into their life, they're going to miss out on the actual wisdom you have as an adult and the guidance you can offer to them. So we want to make sure that we're communicating to our children, I trust that you will be able to become a person who can be responsible with this car. And we're going to practice responsibility for a while and give you smaller tests to see if you can handle this level of freedom. We want to be in a dialogue. We want to have communication with our children. 
And if we're delivering our consequences with this harshness and underlying resentment, and we're just kind of shutting down our curiosity and we're closing them, closing them off from open and honest communication, and you have a bunch of fear and resentment to your relationship, and you come down on them with this consequence of like, that's it, that's enough, you know. And I'm giggling because I can feel myself wanting to do that. I want to normalize that for you. Again, it's, it's short-term feels okay, but long-term, we're kind of cutting off that communication that we actually really need with our kids. And then the other thing is that our children, they actually developmentally need autonomy and freedom. They need to be with their friends. They need to have social interactions. This is their natural development. It's like turning to a, a, a one-year-old and saying, no, you can't walk anymore because you keep falling. Well, you wouldn't do that, right? Because the one-year-old, they need to practice walking so that they can walk. It's their developmental need, right? To walk. So we don't want to cut off the developmental, the development of our kids, but we want to give them in a safe way. So basically I'm saying, don't be harsh. Okay. Am I saying don't have consequences? Absolutely not. What I'm teaching you is how to tether freedom and responsibility together and how to pull back. So I think of it like this. I give freedom as a test of responsibility. For example, if my kid says, I want a midnight curfew on Fridays and Saturdays, I want to stay out till midnight. And then they're like, oh, my friends stay out till midnight. Okay. A, probably not true. If your child wants to stay out at to 12 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays, this is how I would set that up with them. I would say, listen, if you want to stay out until midnight on Fridays and Saturdays, let's see how you do with 1030 for the next month. And if you can handle that much responsibility, I'll give you more freedom. So we're going to set him up to like, okay, let's practice with this level of freedom. We're not going to go all the way to midnight freedom. We're not going to do that. We're going to test first. We're going to kind of check in. We're going to see where you're at. So then say they come home on time for the next month. Awesome. Proven responsibility. So let's give more freedom. So you say to the kid, hey, you're doing great with 1030. Let's move it to 1130 and see how you do. So now you're giving them that other hour. It's still not the midnight. It's still not full freedom. Well, full freedom, I guess, would be come home whenever you want, which is that's when you're an adult. Say it's 1130 and, you know, you're able to like, okay, can they monitor themselves and they get home at 1130 and see how they do? Now, imagine it's been a few months of 1130. So by the way, these times are just made up. You do what feels right and best for your family and where you live. I'm going to give you specific guidelines in the Raising Teens Masterclass, but for for this purpose of this, you know, this podcast, just think about like these times and you can make them up whatever time you want. So if you have like a ninth grader, you would be like nine o'clock or whatever. Okay. So it's been a few months. Your kid has been getting home at 1130, but then they start slipping. They're home at 1145 one night and they're like, my phone died. And then the next weekend they're home at 1152 and they're like, my mom's, my friend's mom wouldn't stop talking to me. These are like actual excuses I've heard from my kids. Um, and then like 1215, I fell asleep. I'm so sorry. 
So now we have three times where the kid is not able to keep that 1130. So we're having a pattern now of not being responsible with the freedom. So this is where you pull it. You pull some of that freedom back. Maybe you say, hey, you haven't been home on time in the past few weeks. So tonight, not, not forever, but so tonight you're staying in. So I don't have to worry about you being late. Or you can say, hey, you haven't been home on time in the past few weeks. So we're moving your curfew up a bit until you can show that you're responsible enough with the 1130 time. Or, hey, you're welcome to go out tomorrow night as long as you're home today by 1130. So we're not coming in with this consequence straight away. We're like, hey, here is how it's going to go down. Tonight you can't go out because you've been coming in so much and I don't want to have to worry about that. Or, hey, we're changing your curfew because the, you know, 1130 is not working. Or, if you can prove to me tonight that you can take care of this, you know, 1130, you can go out tomorrow. So we're, we aren't grounding them. We're not removing all the privileges. We're not being extreme. We're working within their social and emotional needs while also letting them practice this responsibility and freedom. So if you think about how do you prepare a teenager to become an adult who can successfully manage all the freedom and all the responsibility, we have to give them more responsibility. As your teen increases in freedom, they should also have more responsibility. So I want you to think about when you are, you know, having a behavior with your children or your teenager and they're like, don't seem to be able to, you know, stick with the, they can't handle the freedom that you've given them. Instead of thinking, oh, I got to take away all this freedom. (laughs) I want you to start thinking about what responsibilities can I add? What can I put more onto their uh, plate with? So here's some, I'm going to give you some examples, but I know that some of you right now, before I go into the examples, I know some of you might be thinking, but what if they go out anyway? Right? Like, what if I tell them they can't go to the football game and they go anyway? If you have that level of defiance where your limits don't matter in your family and you have a teenager, that is says to me that there needs to be some repair in your relationship because you've lost mutual respect. And I'll talk about this more on a, a future es- ec- um, episode. And I'll also talk about this in the masterclass, how to repair when your limits don't work, right? How to build back mutual respect so that you can um, have some more limits. So I'll talk more about that in the class. But I do want to give you hope that there's ways to heal and recreate, you know, uh, tether back your family into ground your family back into your limits. All right, so here are some examples of how you can add responsibility. So you can give them an allowance and you can let them spend it as they want. But if you want to teach them responsibility with money, right, they have all the freedom with that money. It's their allowance. But then don't rescue them when all of their friends are going to Six Flags and they can't afford a ticket because they spent all of their money at Panda Express. That is, here's all the freedom with the money, but you're responsible for all of your expenses this month. 
And if they don't have the money to go to Six Flags, that's sad. But that's on them. You, you say, here's your money for the month. I'm not spending it. I'm not giving you any extra. Spend it as you see fit. Save it as you see fit. When you have a kid who a couple times can't do the thing that their friends are doing because they spent all their money at Panda Express, they may be like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I can't spend all my money in one place. All right, here's another one. You can let them have the use of the car as long as they keep their room clean. And the thought there is, if you can be responsible for a bedroom, then you can be responsible for a one-ton vehicle. Like, you can use this car. You can have your driver's license. You can, you know, whatever, borrow my car. As long as you can show me responsibility in this area, which is like cleaning the room, if that's important to you. Or it could be with grades. So you get to decide, hey, you show me responsibility, you can have this freedom. Here's another one. You pay for the data plan, right? If your kid has a cell phone, every teenager has a cell phone, and they have a data plan, pretty much everyone has a data plan, let them have access to the data plan on their phone as long as they keep a C average. It dropped from a C, no more data. But they still have Wi-Fi. Yeah, fine. But it's inconvenient, right? If they can't have the internet whenever, wherever they go, right? There's no Wi-Fi while you're walking for somewhere. There's no Wi-Fi in the car. Speaking of Wi-Fi, I will keep Wi-Fi on in the house or for your specific devices, right? You can use the Wi-Fi after 11 p.m., as long as you're up for school in time. So you just turn it off. Kid doesn't wake up. They're going to be late for school. No more Wi-Fi. Do that a little bit. And you'll see if, you know, you kind of test. You, it, these are all tests. Like, is this going to help you grow in your responsibility? Another one is, I'll be happy to give you lunch money tomorrow as long as you clean up the kitchen in the evening. So if your kid loves to go out for lunch or like likes to buy special, you know, things at, after school or whatever, um, you know, if, if they want, if, if they want to have money from you instead of packing their lunch themselves or whatever, they can help you clean up in the, clean up the kitchen. So you're tying the freedom of having lunch money with the responsibility of taking care of the kitchen. And then this one came up a little bit um, because if you have, especially if you older teenagers, they tend to not be home very much and it can be, you know, like they have a lot of freedom and they're not like emotionally or socially responsible to the family. Like they've kind of disconnected from the family. So we can also pull that in, in terms of like uh, social responsibility, like within our family. So being able to say to the, your kid, like, hey, you can use the car to hang out with your girl, boy, they friend as long as you are home and you help with family dinner on Monday nights. So it's like you can use the car. You can have the freedom as long as you're home on Monday nights and you help with dinner. So we're trying to kind of navigate this space where it's like, here, you, you want all this freedom and you can have it. And it comes with responsibility. Because here's the thing, eventually your child will become an adult and they will have all the freedom and you won't have control. 
The reason that you don't have any control when they're older is because you are no longer responsible for them. They are an adult. They have all the responsibility of themselves and all of the freedom. And so that's why giving them these age-appropriate limits that honor their need for freedom within the structured limit, that, that this limit that fosters responsibility, it's really important because this is the way that they will learn how to practice with responsibility. It's a little bit, we have to sort of contrive some of these a little bit because we want them to have that responsibility, but there's not a lot of areas in our lives where we let teenagers practice, right? Most of us are driving them to and from in school. We're helping them get jobs. We're helping them get into college. We're figuring out their social relationships. I mean, we've taken on so much responsibility and they have, they still have that age old desire for freedom. And so we get very resentful and feel really frustrated and also really scared. Like, are you going to be capable of managing yourself? Are you ever going to be able to be an adult? And the truth is, yes, you have to teach them how to be by giving them more responsibility. In my upcoming Raising Teens Masterclass, I'm, I'm going to walk you through these the social and emotional stages of adolescence because I want you to understand what's normal, what they need, why they, why they act that way. We're going to talk about dopamine and brain development and like being susceptible to addiction and how all of that plays out in real life with your teens. Because what I want you to do is manage your own mind around your teenager because there's a lot of feelings and thoughts that come up with raising teens. I want you to know how to set limits that work so that you can actually like teach this responsibility to your kids and then get closer to your team, this get closer to your teen during this time. And like, it's totally possible to become closer to your teenager instead of having you drift apart. And I want you to, I want to help you not lose your shit in the process. So that's why I called this class raising teens without losing your shit. So it's because I really want to help you manage your mind, set limits and get closer to your teen and help them become an adult. So the masterclass is only $25. It's a 90 minute class. It's going to be taught live. There will be a replay. I'm going to stick around for 30 minutes afterwards for Q&A. It is, comes with the Raising Teens Without Losing Your Shit guidebook, which I've been writing right now. And it's going to be full of scripts and scenarios and like, you know, we're going to break down all of the typical things that come up with teenagers like curfew and money and other, you know, homework and college and grades and all of that. And we help give you practical examples. So whatever you learn in the class, you can apply it using the guidebook. So the guidebook alone is worth $25, but the class combined is going to really be, you know, a very, very useful tool for you. And I, I intend that you listen to it and then re-listen to it because it's going to be that jam-packed. So it's on October 12th, uh, which is a Wednesday. It's at one o'clock Pacific, four o'clock Eastern. And I know that time isn't ideal for everyone, but picking a time that works for working moms, moms with little and big kids, moms with kids in the afternoon sports, weekend sports, moms that care for aging parents, like we're moms, right? We're, we're busy. So, you know, it can be hard to pick a time. I hope you can make it live. If not, there's a replay. And also I wanted to say that you can sign up 
jump on the Zoom and listen in wherever you are, right? You can just be in your car or like making dinner or whatever and then download the replay and listen later. So just like you're listening to this podcast episode, you can kind of do it that way. It'll be longer. It'll be more, you know, um, more practical tools and all of that. So I highly recommend you sign up. Like I said, it's um, the link is at commamacoaching.com and um, we'll put it in the notes. And yeah, so I hope to see you there. I'm going to talk next week more about um, about teenagers and kind of what we can and can't control in our mindset. So this week, what I want you to do is I want you to think about one limit that you can put into place that will let your teenager practice responsibility. Really want you to think of how can I add responsibility with this teenager? And you can let me know. You can message me on Instagram at Darlin Childress or send me an email or however you want to get a hold of me. I'd love to hear your limit. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week and I'll be back here next week with another episode.